The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And welcome into your weekend edition of the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. Belly on up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. It's been a long week. This episode and every episode of the EP Podcast brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. You need a bank you can rely on. One that knows your community, provides customized accounts, and offers just for you. Count on the First National Bank of Evergreen Park in that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski. Locally based community bank committed to the people and businesses right here in Evergreen Park and the surrounding area. And now when you open up a total access checking account, you get a $300 bonus. Open an account today, bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP, or just stop in. $100 required to open, requirements to qualify, must use link to apply, member FDIC. The interview we had last week with Doc Mathias gave me an idea. How about on the weekends we try to sit down with somebody and just have a longer conversation than normal? So on this show, we're going to sit down with a real estate expert right here locally and talk about the housing market in Evergreen Park, which is perfect because tis the season from what I understand. Before we get to that, let's take a look at our shop local spotlight. Grinders Training Academy right here in Evergreen Park is located at 102nd and Kedzie Avenue, and they do youth, sports, training, conditioning, and fitness classes for all levels, kids and adults, and they provide a safe, clean, and structured environment for student athletes to train for the sport of their interest. They have private coaching available, and coaches can rent their facilities. Learn all about them. Check them out. GrindersAcademy.com. That's Grinders with a Z. Academy. Dot com. And if you have a car that needs a tow, maybe because of the bad weather or something went wrong, Dreamers Towing and Recovery is going to take care of you. Located right here in Evergreen Park, serving the south side of Chicago and the south suburbs, available 24-7, 365 whenever you need them, and they'll also buy your junk cars. Go local, call Tony at 773-410-4549. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm going to try something else a little bit new for the weekends. The 30 minutes of good that you've come to know and love and the way that it's structured that comes out each and every Monday on the EP podcast is going to stay the same. But every once in a while, you want to have a longer conversation with just one person. And I'm going to try it out this week. Let's see how it goes. So for the weekend edition of the EP podcast, we're going to have a discussion about real estate in Evergreen Park, which is always an interesting topic. I think people have an idea of what the value of their home is. They they think it's more than it is. They think it's less than it is. They think that that thing that they built in their basement, maybe their nine-foot homemade oak bar, all of a sudden adds a ton of value to their house. Are they right? Are they wrong? I have local broker right here, the number one broker by volume in Evergreen Park for 2021. When I'm going to have somebody in here, I'm going to have an expert in here. Laura Kelly is in here from Caldwell Banker. How are you, Laura? I'm great, Chris. Thank you so much for having me at your nine-foot homemade oak bar. <laughs> does, this, does this help the value or does this hurt the value? Because I made this 
on my own, you know? It's not perfect. It's got flaws. It is absolutely gorgeous, and it for sure adds value to your, your, your home. So, because sell ciders like bars in their basement. 100%. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much every one of them that I've met. The spring season has begun, you were telling me, for real estate in Evergreen Park, which is crazy to me because it's not spring yet. Is this, but this is when things start to move. This is when people who are thinking about selling their house or buying a house should really kind of kick it into gear. That's right. People are taking down the Christmas decorations. They're tired of staying inside. They're thinking about change. Many people think that the spring market starts when it gets warm out, the sun comes out. That's not the case. Um, In our world, in the real estate world, the spring market actually starts the Monday after the Super Bowl. So this is the first week of the spring market. Things are looking up. This is a great time to, to start thinking about acquiring that dream home, listing your home, because the market is not inundated with a lot of listings right now. So if you're a seller, there's less homes on the market. So there's uh, more buyers right now than there are sellers. So therefore, your house kind of gets bumped up to the top of the list. Is this just for Evergreen and the area surrounding this, or is this like a statewide, nationwide thing? No, this is kind of an industry-wide type of thing. Okay. Um, the market, you obviously, as a seller, you want to sell when there's fewer homes on the market. Um, right now, we're in a seller's market. So um, what that means is that there are uh, far more buyers who desperately want to buy a home than there are people who want to sell a home. I think that this is something that a lot of people, you know, you get into your home. Like, when I bought this house, it was going to be a starter house. Like we had just had my daughter who's now 16 years old and a sophomore of Mother Macaulay. And I was like, ah, we're going to get this for a couple of years and I'm going to get one of them big ones over there. And I was kind of like doing it. But, you know, kids come along, things come along. The, the you know, in 08, both of us lost our jobs at one point. I was lucky I was able to keep this house right. and you kind of had to build everything back. That's and then right. you're in it for so long that now you don't know what it what it's actually worth. I'll kind of give you like an idea of what I mean. I buy the house, and then when it gets appraised within a year or so later, it's worth like forty, fifty thousand dollars more than what I purchased it for. That's right? right. And so I'm like, oh wow, this is awesome. And then, but later on, there were other things that I was doing where the bank comes over and does an appraisal, and it's appraising lower. And it seems to me that depending on what the appraiser's goal is, or whatever the goal is of the reason behind you getting it appraised, your number may come in very differently. And you, it, it's it's hard for people, I think, to judge what really is my home worth. How, do you find that is something that people find is that it's hard for them? They really don't know when they come to you what it's worth. Absolutely. And that's part of my job. Um, my job is to um, give the seller an educated view of what their their home is worth. And what I do is I take research based on past sales in our area, specifically Evergreen Park, and I do what's called a comparative market analysis. When someone is listing their house or possibly wants to see what their home is worth, I research what is actually physically sold in the village that's comparative to your home. Number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, square footage, finishes, things like that. And then we research what is sold and compare and give you a value based on on those numbers. There is something that the banks do that is an appraisal. If there is a home that is unique, sometimes an agent may say to the seller, hey, why don't you have an appraisal done? I'm not finding any comps in this in this neighborhood that show this. Or if you are buying a house and you are financing 
with a financial institution. The financial in financial institution will order the appraisal to make sure that the amount that you are paying for the home is actually what the value is. I look at what's going on over the last couple of years, and I almost feel that there are people that live in the city that want to move into the suburbs. You almost, you almost feel it. Like, is Evergreen Park worth more right now because of its positioning, really kind of surrounded on three sides by the, of the city? So you're pretty close if you need to still do business in the city, but you're outside of some of the craziness that the city seems to provide people these days. It, it, I feel like Evergreen, I would think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, property values should be rising here essentially because of the fact it is a suburban town. It offers almost like a small town kind of government around it that, that does things and the houses are kept up really well. And it's a good, good, several good neighborhoods all throughout Evergreen Park. I would imagine this is going up here. That's absolutely right. Our location here in Evergreen Park is spectacular because we have close proximity to public transportation. Um, we have an, an incredible school system. We've got that small town community feel that uh, you just spoke of. And yes, the last couple of years, I think real estate agents in general can say more people have moved out of the city. Over the last couple of years, people are reverting back to staying at home, doing more things at home, entertaining, um, kind of making your paradise. Evergreen Park, like we said, offers a lot of amenities that uh, are very attractive to young homeowners as well as older homeowners. Do you find that a lot of people that you deal with who may be selling a home in Evergreen are actually trying to just buy another one in Evergreen? Do you, how often do you see that? That people are like, I want to upgrade my house. I want to keep my neighborhood. Like, because it feels like there are people here just don't like leaving. They're like, yeah, I'm going to stick around at Evergreen, but I'd like to get that house over there. Do you get that a lot? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the My primary market here is in Evergreen Park. And yes, the majority of my clients are, um, they're either uh, upgrading or downsizing, but they want to stay within Evergreen Park. So again, in this market, we as agents have to get creative. That and makes have it complicated, plan. I would yeah, think. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It is because there's a, more people that want to come to the village or stay in the village. So like I said, we get creative and, on how we go about finding those houses. So let's say I decide I want to sell my house, which is would be, first of all, hard for me now. Because I, as, as you mentioned, this bar is, you know, adds a little value. But to me, it's got massive sentimental value. Like I, my, my parents always sit there and say, could you ever get it out of the house and move it into your next house? I'm like, no, I'd have to build another one because it's, it's built with the floor. You know, all basements have like a little slant. If this was put someplace else, it would be uneven. Like it's, it's level on the top. It's not level on the bottom because it matches the curve of the floor in the basement. Like right. that's kind of how it's set up. Like I could never put this anywhere else. I could never detach it from the wall and pull it out. So I'd have to leave this behind. Yes. So that would be difficult for me. But yes. if I decided that I wanted to move to another basement in Evergreen Park and set up my studio, what kind of things would would you suggest that I would want to do to the house? Like, is there a period of time where you're making home improvements or making sure that certain things are up to date because it's going to pay off in the long run when you actually put the house up for sale? There's certain things that you're like, at least get these things done around your house before you put it up for sale. Absolutely. Um, that's kind of my specialty. Uh, I do, I'm a certified stager as well. So um, preparing people's homes for the market is kind of my, my niche. I enjoy it very much. It is very important that you depersonalize your home when you're trying to sell it so that future buyers can envision their families living in your home. 
So in other words, I would recommend and typically recommend that people remove personal pictures of children or grandchildren off of walls because those items are distracting. You want it to be a nice uniformed look when people walk in the door um, and they, they start thinking about where they're going to put their Christmas tree. The other thing, and 100% of my clients have to do this, is declutter. Clean out those closets, clean out the cabinets, clean out underneath the beds, because you don't want a future owner to think that there is not enough storage in the house. So that's typically the, the, the number one thing. The other thing is you want it to have everything to have a nice, tidy appearance. So no chipping paint on the outside. The rooms to be, it helps if they're freshly painted. You know, cleaning right before you listing your house so that you have that nice, fresh smell, smell when people come in. Um, and just an, an overall general tidy appearance. Does it improve your listing price? Like, let's say if all of a sudden I said, all right, the windows are outdated in this house. I'm going to throw some new windows on because it'll probably make it easier for me to sell the house. Am I going to get that money back because my listing price will go up? How much does that impact? It depends. Um, it depends. Like I said, it, right now we're in a seller's market. So right. we have way more buyers than we have sellers. So in this market, sellers are having to do less to their homes to sell them because they're in a greater demand. Okay. okay. So if it's a buyer's market and there's more sellers on the market than there are buyers at the time, then you might have to do a little bit more to your house. Little things such as I have one that's coming up and the big debate was removing the carpeting to expose hardwood floors. If that is possible, I encourage them to do that. Right. Because that is something 99.9% .9 of buyers are searching online. So it's most important to have professional photography and make your home pictures look the best online. You have to get people in the door in order to sell your home. So something like that, if you've got stained carpeting that's just in really bad shape and you've got beautiful hardwood floors, they may be imperfect, but they're going to look way better than that carpeting, then that is definitely something that I would encourage you to do. If it's actually repairing windows and things like that, it would just be a case-by-case -case thing. Um, and we would have to just go through it together and decide what's the best thing to get the best bang for your buck. Let's say I've said, okay, fine, I, I want to buy. Let's hypothetically, because I know in my mind, there's there's two possible options for me. One, I decide the world is so crazy here that I'm just moving to like Texas, uh -huh. okay, <laughs> or yeah. like Indiana, Indiana or something like that. Yeah. I just I flee the state. I go, okay, I'm done with this all, and I flee the state. And then in that case, you know, I'm sure it's much different. But let's go with the more logical thing and the more likely thing. Uh, I decide I want to stay in Evergreen Park. I want to I want to upgrade the house or downgrade the house, but I know I want to buy another house in Evergreen. What is more important, finding the house that I want or selling the house that I have? Because that if for me, I'm one of those people like who gets very nervous that I'll do one and then the other won't happen. So what's the, what's the first thing in a perfect world? What would you rather have happen first? Well, it's tricky. And again, this market is unique that we are in. Um, so it's challenging right now. It's challenging because there is not a lot of homes on the market. So let's say, Chris, that you're going to list your home. You sell it in the first 24 hours, okay? You need to find another home to go to, but you can't find anything. Your um, choices are, okay, to ask the people who are buying your home to possibly lease back your home after you close for a short amount of time. That is not typically something that's done long-term. Right. Again, it just depends case to case. If you decide to buy a house in this market without selling your house first, 
The tricky part of that is that you are what's called a contingent buyer which means that you have to sell your home before you can actually purchase the home. Right, unless you're rich, which I'm not. That's correct. Right. That's correct. So the the, the, the tricky part of that is, is that in this market, um, since there are fewer homes, there are typically multiple offers on homes. Some sellers will accept contingencies, some won't. So it's really um, important that your agent has a plan for you. Part of that plan is your timing. You know, when you want to move, when you when you have to be out of your house, listing, you know, in a timely fashion so that you are able to buy that next home. It just it just depends case by case. So, I decide I want to go and buy a house. I know things that I look for in houses. I'm curious whether or not I'm the same as other people because uh, I, you know, first time I bought this house, I, I took the old man around with me, my uh-huh. father, okay? And uh-huh. I would probably take him again. But I mean, now I know a little bit more about it. You I know, mean, first-time homeowners, they look at, like, the pretty things. They look at the things that they envision. Uh, Second-time home homeowners go, I remember when that thing broke five years ago right. or ten years ago. Right. And I, I noticed that this might happen here as well, right? So one of the things that I look for, tell me, you you tell me, important or not important right now with home buyers. one of the things I always look at is the plumbing. Like I crossed off four houses that I looked at because it had the pipe that comes up from underneath the basement floor. Absolutely. And I was like, I want the pipe that goes out that's above ground because I was like, something happens here. I got to rip up the whole basement. That's Is right. that something a lot of people look at? Absolutely. Um, well, kitchen and bathrooms sell homes. Just right. so you know, everybody wants a kitchen and bathroom. So a, a nice kitchen and bathroom. So that is the first thing aesthetically. Um, The second thing as an agent that I look at always is cracks, cracks in the ceilings, cracks in the walls, cracks in the floors. People typically get very scared of plumbing and they typically get very scared of electricity. And the reason is being is because those items are very expensive if something does come up. When a buyer goes into a home and you put an offer in a home, you would typically have a home inspection and your inspector would point out things that they see. The inspection is a very thorough process. You get this big 40-page report with pictures and arrows, and you go through it with your agent and your attorney, and um, you look over to see if there is something that is telling you not to buy that home. I wanna, I'm want to. i kind of curious what you think of this. I, I, while you're sitting here, you're talking about home staging. My brother-in-law is a real estate agent, okay, and he deals in a different area than over here. When I redid this basement... Because originally there was carpeting down here. Sure. The paneling was that is that wood paneling Dark. that you get down here that, that that you know looks like the the wood slats yeah. that I think are in a lot of south side basements and things Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. And you know, I redid this and ripped up the carpet and everything. And when I told him I was gonna do it, his thing was off white, paint that wood, put a real bright border on the on the trim that runs around it because that is something people love against the wood like do you do you see trends where everybody just likes certain looks that are out there right now you know it's the big debate the most the biggest debate is do you keep oak trim or do you paint it white right you know when somebody when i go into a most of the homes in this area were built in the 50s um some a little earlier some a little later um a lot of them still have oak trim so when i go into a home they're like paint the trim or don't paint the trim it's really a personal preference of the owner and the next buyer. Fact is, is that most buyers are going to go into a home and they're going to make improvements that suit their family and what they want. I think you've made great choices for your family's lifestyle in this basement. 
picking up the carpeting, painting your, your paneling, doing a nice white trim, makes it nice, crisp, clean, and gives a really good look. And that's what you were going for. So I think you made a really good improvement. Yeah, well, um, all my improvements around here are also done by the, how much is it going to cost yeah, me? Like, can sure. I make it look good sure. with like not as much sure. money thrown behind the Absolutely. thing, you know? You know, the biggest, um, the biggest thing that you can do to change an appearance without spending a lot of money is paint. Yeah. Paint is a nice, easy, efficient way of ch completely changing the look of anything. Walls, cabinets, trim, ceilings, anything. Paint is a very easy, non-expensive uh, fix for any home. What are the worst things that people do to their houses while they live in it that makes it harder for them to sell it later? Um, I would say removing walls. That's a hard thing. Like, I, for instance, um, I had a two-bedroom house one time that I went in to list and they had removed the wall. It was essentially a one-bedroom home. Wow. So it was very, very difficult to find comps for that. To find a single-family home with only one bedroom is 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 a hard thing to do. They almost had to put the wall back in. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what they ended up doing. Yeah. Because we couldn't sell the property. So um, there's not many people who wanted that type of thing. Now, with that being said, you have to make your home your haven. When you buy a home, you have to do whatever, you know, like I said before, you have to do whatever it is that's going to um, be best for your family. The other big question and problem that I get is, do we take out the bathtub and make it a walk-in shower or do we leave a bathtub? Again, if you're buying a home, you have to make it what's best for your family. Yeah, I always worry about the kids. I mean, I know you have kids and I, I have kids and, you know, most people, a lot of people out there are listening and probably have kids. Kids ruin houses. I was just yelling at my kids the other day. Yeah. Like my kid had like stuffed a bunch of stuff up against behind the dresser and it's like an exterior wall and I'm pulling it out. I'm like, now I got to clean this wall. It's yeah. got this gunk on it because of what you did. And then like when they were little, one of them climbed up on the shelves in one of the closets yeah. and painted a mural For like sure. with, with like marker. And like, it's always been there because I'm like, I, I was so angry. I was just like, well, it's your room. Just like, I'm just, but like at some point when I sell the house, all these stickers on the doors and the time that the hockey stick went through the door and like all sure. this different stuff, all that stuff is there. And I'm sure. like, these kids have like, it, like it's, I'm sure it's not expensive to fix it all, but it's like one of those things where you sit there and go, my kids have ruined my house. And that's why I, I like, it's so much trouble. I don't feel like selling. Once I fix it, they're just going to break it again. Well, I think that every parent's best friend should be the Mr. Clean sponge because <laughs> it takes off everything. So it, it, it definitely works magic. And then of course, pets and stuff like that. Does that, does that ever run it? Do you ever run into something with, with pets with the exception of like, I know there are people who don't take care of their pets. Like I've, I've, I've been in the houses when I walk through them. Every time there's a house that goes up in the neighborhood, I go and pretend that I'm, I'm, I'm buying. Cause I just want to see what's going on in there. Sure. And you get into a house every once in a while and it's like, wow, they didn't let their cats out or have a litter box for them like that's a big problem sure right? but i mean like like with normal pet care does it cause any problems having dogs cats and stuff like that in the house you have to do any extra when you're showing the house no not not typically i mean most of the homes in this area that i have um, been into if they're pet owners they've been well taken care of i will say that when there is a seller with a with a pet in the home um, when it comes to showings i will um, either ask them to remove the pet or during an open house, I would ask them to remove the pet, dog bowls, dog foods, type that type of thing, because it's not necessarily attractive to somebody else that's going to be coming in your house. So um, that's typically what we do is either cage them or remove them when you are when you do have your home on the market and people are coming in and out. Also safety, you know, you've got some people are scared of pets, you know, they're scared of dogs or whatever the case may be, and they may not want to go into a home that's got a pet inside. 
it's not unusual for me to meet another broker for him to show his buyer if I have a listing and I take the owner's dog around the block, you know, or something like that right. if the owner can't be there. We're going to chat a little bit more in moments right here on the EP podcast. Quitting smoking is hard and not everyone is going to find success with the same product. Luckily for Evergreen Park, there's Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Since 2014, Cool Clouds Vapor Shop has been offering a variety of electronic cigarettes and e-liquids, helping adult smokers find the right fit when looking for an alternative. And there's nothing like walking in there and finding a large range of devices you can use. They even have a tester bar with over 150 incredible flavors to choose from. Evergreen Park residents Reed, Bridget, and their staff provide a welcoming environment where smokers can come and have an honest conversation about their smoking habits and their goals. And now Cool Clouds offers a range of CBD products that can help with pain, inflammation, anxiety, sleep. Adult smokers, visit Cool Clouds Vapor Shop today. 3837 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. Cool Clouds Vapor Shop of Evergreen Park, providing quality products at reasonable prices and the best customer experience possible. We're talking with Laura Kelly. She's from Caldwell Banker Realty. She is a broker. Um, she's big time broker. Okay. Most, oh, most, most volume in Evergreen Park uh, in 2021. It, hopefully you get 2022 there. You, you, you think you're, you think you're going to make it? I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> we're, we're working hard. I hope so. Before, yeah. before I let you out of here, I want to tell you a story and get your impression on it because it's one of my favorite ones when it comes to looking for a house, because there was a point I want to say about five, six, seven years ago, my wife and I thought about doing the upgrade in Evergreen. We were going to stay in the same quadrant. We were looking at a couple of different places. Eventually, we decided we wanted to stay here. She looked at me. And she's like, we finally got the way I wanted. I don't want to leave. But we went and looked at a couple of different houses. And one of the houses I walked into, the guy was trying to sell it on his own. And the reason he was trying to sell it on his own is because he had essentially built the whole thing. He had not gotten contractors for things. He had not put it. He had not had anybody put in the windows. He had not had anybody put the walls in. He finished his own basement. And the amount of work that he put into it, in his mind, made the house worth so much more. Like, I remember he gave the price and I, my broker looked at me and laughed. And he was like, yeah, this is pretty insane. You'd have to fix this. You'd have to, because it was all do-it-yourself stuff. Sure. Like, you make your own basement. You, you know, he made his own basement, but there was a crack in the wall and I could see water damage in the corner and the ceiling slanted because he didn't use like a leveler while he was doing because he did it himself. And he's very proud of it. And he's bragging to me about how I did this all myself. I never hired anybody to do anything, the electrical, the plumbing. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I have to rely on your skill. Like, And so it drove me away. And I was like, oh, I'm not going anywhere near it. And he was selling it probably on his own because he was probably told by every broker in the neighborhood. This is a, you, nobody's going to pay this amount of money. How, how often do you run into something like that where you're like, I understand you put all this work into it, but you're not getting every red cent you ever put into the house back. Right. Well, he's a DIY expert yeah. and there's a lot of them out there. Um, Especially well, on the south side. Right. Exactly. Let's think about it. Let's be yeah. honest with ourselves. Everywhere, we all actually. know a guy like this. We yeah, all sure. do. Right. Sure. Everywhere. You may be a guy like this listening to the show. Well, that's that's <laughs> a very good example of, um, as a buyer, why you use an agent. Um, you rely on the agent to kind of say, hey, this looks a little goofy, or did you see that? Or did you notice that the floor was uneven? Or did you notice that the crack in the in the in the basement wasn't repaired the way it was supposed to be? Um, as a buyer in the state of Illinois, you don't pay any fees or any commission to an agent. The seller pays all of the commission. Okay. So 
that is why it's so important as a buyer to use an agent. We all think that our home is worth more we, we, because we love our homes. Um, we make them, again, our haven. This guy is a perfect classic example, probably, of thinking that his house is worth more than than you as the buyer did. Right. Yeah. So um, they... He had a sliding door that didn't slide all the way. <laughs> yeah, when he put right. it in, he was very proud of it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's, that's buyer... And you could see his wife sitting at the table. Every time he said, I did this myself, she just put her head down. Like, she even knew. Yeah, she right. knew. Classic like... example of buyer beware. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Right. You know, I mean, here's the thing. And that's the thing I think that I run into. And if I ever went out and bought a, a, another house and I at some point I'll, I'll move and do something. But now after years and years, I remember as a fresh faced new buyer, you don't think about the things you're going to find as you're going along. The amount of times that I have cursed the person that had this house before me. Because I have opened up like a light socket and been like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> they didn't even put electrical tape around this wire and they clearly did this on their own. Or the time that I was like, I had to change the light bulb in the closet and I realized that the fixture was just hanging through a hole and there wasn't actually a box that was holding it in place. And I was like, now I have to do massive work in the closet. And all I want to do is change a light bulb. Like I have cursed the guy yeah. who did his own home improvements in here. And one day somebody will curse me, Laura, I'm sure. sure, for all sure. the things that I have done as well. And I think the perspective is different between a first time home buyer and a second time one. I'm sure you see that. Absolutely. And again, that's why, um, as we discussed, it's super important as a buyer to have a home inspection. You have a professional inspector come in and inspect the property because yeah. they are trained and educated to point out things that you may or may not see. You can't see what's behind the walls. Um, they do a thorough uh, investigation of the house and look everywhere and they kind of let you know. So those DIYers don't get by <laughs> very often anymore. They uh, typically get caught because the process is what it is now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Laura, I, I appreciate you sitting down and talking with us. It was a fun episode. I like talking real estate with you. I, you know, we talked about it before and I'm sure people heard it in my voice. Like I like where I live. I wouldn't mind the upgrade. I'm just nervous when it goes to like, oh my God, this process will take forever. Then I got to pack. Then I got to move. Then I got to take things down. I got to put something in all these little holes in the wall here when I sell it because I've got a million pictures hanging up here down in the basement and all that stuff. And at some point, I'll get motivated to do it. And I'm sure there's people are thinking about it. If somebody is thinking about um, either selling or buying, I want to give out your number right now. Do I give out this this direct line here on the card that's that right on the top here? This, to my cell phone is 708-710-7114. Yeah. My email address is laurakellyhomes at gmail.com. Laura Kelly, she had the most volume in Evergreen Park in 2021. <laughs> I mean, this is, if you're looking to sell a house or buy a house, this is one of your experts here living here locally. And, Thanks, Chris. And I pass her house every time that I'm walking my dog. And so I've been trying to get around for a while, and uh, she finally agreed to come on. I appreciate it, Laura. Thanks for having me, Chris. It's been a lot of fun. Look at all those people in this great suburb driving down 95th and Ked Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park, but we know it better as the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember Ted Kaczynski? You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might be asking why because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 608 05 it's the e 
Ping Podcast, all things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast, Evergreen Park. <laughs>